This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, if, you, if, if we would learn to shout a little more, you know, uh, some things would work out a whole lot better in our lives. Did you know that? You know, it says that, you know, you enter his gates, you know, the Father's gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there that, 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 that will benefit us. Did you know that? It's a lot of benefit in his presence. Glory be to God. And we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Praise the Lord. I was just, I just got excited. You know, this is some of my favorite songs and it just gets me going. And so I didn't know they were going to sing these today, but you know, I'm a child of God. You know, that changes everything. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're a child of the Most High. And when you start to get a revelation of who He is, then you realize that, whoo, there's, there's, there's more to me than meets the eye. Hallelujah. Because my daddy is greater than all. Hallelujah. You know, He is, you know, sometimes, you know, you read the word Lord, you know, and it kind of is, is you know, it doesn't really give you the right picture. But, you know, in the Hebrew, it's Jehovah, which means the self-existent one, the eternal one, he's your daddy. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that when you start to get a revelation of who he is, then it's just like, wow, I'm going to walk a little bit taller today. You know, I'm going to believe that I can do, do some things because, you know, God lives in me. Hallelujah. And I'm his child. And, you know, I can make an impact in this world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk about faith today. I'm going to talk about uh, of, of our position in Christ for a little bit, you know, because uh, it, it's going to affect your faith in a tremendous way when you start to see yourself correctly, like God sees you. Do you think that he has a correct picture of you? Yeah. Praise the Lord. And sometimes we need mind renewal because we really don't believe in ourselves as much as we should. And we sure don't believe in the God in us as much as we should. Praise the Lord. So in Romans chapter 1, we're going to start there tonight. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You know, so we see that there's, there's a progression here, right? If you were in my class on Sunday morning, we're going to touch a lot of what we, we did on Sunday morning, and I just like, you know what? First of all, those people probably need to hear it again. And, and the rest of you weren't there. So praise the Lord. <laughs> and so there's a progression to this life of faith. You know, you're not supposed to stay in the same place. Did you know that? You're supposed to, pro there's, a, there's a progress. You're supposed to see more, understand more, and walk more and more in faith every day of your life. If you're in the same place now as you were five years ago, then we have a problem. We're not supposed to stay stagnant. There's supposed to be a continual increase in our walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to go from faith to faith. Hallelujah. And I'm going to, I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 17 here. This is after Jesus has been on the Mount of Transfiguration. And, you know, uh, Peter, James, and John were with him up there. And, and they came back down. And, <clears throat> and when they were up there, the other disciples had been busy, uh, you know, healing the sick and casting out devils and and so we're going to read here in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 14. When they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely, 
For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse or morally corrupt generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And so I was, you know, I was just talking to the class about this. You know, it's evident we see from the story here that Jesus did not pray and fast. He says, wait a minute. We have a situation. We have a demon here and the disciples couldn't cast it out. Let's pray and fast. No, he didn't do that. Did he? No, he cast it out with a word. You know, Jesus knew his authority, but he said, you know, this kind does not come out, you know, except by prayer and fasting. So you can say this kind of unbelief does not come out except through fellowship with your heavenly father. And so because you cannot say that the disciples didn't have faith because they had by this time cured many sick and, and, and cast out many demons. And so you can't, and you, and you can't say that they didn't have faith, but they came up on something that stumped them. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to a place where it seems like this is not working? <laughs> and so we all have. You know, because, you know, there's a progression and, and, you know, tomorrow we'll see stuff we didn't see today. There's supposed to be a progression here. We're supposed to learn and develop, you know, and, and develop in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's like, you know, now I've been, you know, married for, oh, you know, almost eight years. And so, you know, so you learn to, 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 to you, I, I've learned to know my wife. You know, that's been a, a developing a relationship. You know, I know that I can trust her with my life. You know, I didn't know that as I was just married to me. And now I, I, I've seen her character and I've learned to know how sh who she is. And now I trust her completely. Well, it'll be the same with your heavenly father. You know, when you spend time with him, you're going to see his character. You're going to start to see who he is. You're going to start to see how much he loves you. And you're going to know that, you know what, no matter what comes my way, he's going to have my back. And for sure, whatever he has written in his word is going to come to pass. And so you see, as you develop this relationship, you're going to get stronger and stronger in faith. Can I get an amen? So you will go from what? Faith to faith. Hallelujah. Kenneth e. Hagin, you know, he said this. He says, there's two kinds of unbelief. And he says, the good news is that they're both curable. Aren't you happy about that? Hallelujah. He says, as a lack of knowledge of the Word of God is one, a lack of revelation knowledge where, where the Bible comes, becomes real to you. Hallelujah. And he says, the second one is unpersuadedness to act on that Word. And so, how does faith come? You know, all of you have heard Romans chapter 10, verse 17, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But it is obvious that it's not just hanging around hearing a preacher preach. There must be more to it because there's, there, there's times that you've, you've, you, 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 you can sit in church. I was there. I, I sat in church for years and years and years and didn't seem to get any further. But so there must be, must be more to it than just the word being preached and it coming on one ear and going out the other. Right? So let's go to another scripture in Matthew chapter 
13. <clears throat> Matthew 13, I'm going to start in verse 11. Matthew 13, verse 11. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. So it's evident from this scripture that you can hear and not hear. You can see and really not see. So what separates those that get it from those who don't? That would be a very good thing to get answered right now, right? So we could see how we could get faith. Hallelujah. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, I go back to the scripture a lot because it brings forth so much truth around this. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 For this reason we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcome this not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So you need to honor the word of God as it is actually God speaking to you. So honor is huge in this regard. You know, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, and I think it is in verse 30, you know, Eli, he had some wicked sons. And, and, um, uh, Maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I'm going to go here anyhow. And they were, they were laying with the, with, the, with the women at the temple, and they basically uh, 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 dishonored the sacrifice of the Lord when people came to, to the temple. And so, so people disdained the things of God. And Eli knew about it, but he didn't do anything. He just talked to them. He said, this should not be, but they didn't heed the words of their father. And so now a prophet comes to him, and he says, you honored your sons above me. And, and, and he says, basically, he says, the Lord says to you, those that honor me, I will honor. And those that lightly esteem me, I will lightly esteem. So for you to get something <clears throat> from the word, if, if you want to get something when you're in a service, then you need to honor what's going on. You need to honor the things of God. You need to honor the word of God as it is God speaking to you because that will open up the door for you to receive. Because God will not give you that which is holy unless you honor it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The things of God are not to be taken lightly. If you do, God will not speak to you and faith will not be imparted to your heart. Because faith comes by hearing from Him. And that is Him speaking directly to your heart when you hear the word. Praise the Lord. And Dr. David Yonggi Cho, he said, his God never speaks to smart people. So it's like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's just like, count me in. What he means by that is if you think you know it all, you will shut yourself down from any further revelation on that subject. 
So if you come to church and you say, well, I've heard that before, effectively you shut yourself off from any further revelation. And that's not very smart. Hallelujah. But if you will open up your heart and say, well, maybe I've heard some of this before, but there is more for me to see. There is more for me to learn here. Because most people, they, they, they're okay with the, with the sowing process of the seed the first time they hear it. But they ignore the watering process. And so they will never get to a point where you get a full revelation of what you're supposed to know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because faith comes by revelation knowledge. And that's something that comes from God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> One preacher said it this way. He said, God's kingdom system of revelation knowledge has never been hacked or broken into. William Barclay said this. He says, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not a human discovery. It is a revelation from God. The fact that God is as Jesus showed him to be is not something which a man could have discovered by intellectual processes. Man does not discover God. God reveals himself to man. Like Hallelujah. And so if you have access to revelation knowledge at any point, if faith rose in your heart, God gave it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the same principle as when you first heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. You didn't inter understand that by an intellectual process. No, God revealed that to your heart. And you acted on it and you were saved. And that's the same principle for everything else that you learn, hallelujah, from the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You still with me? Praise the Lord. Woo! It's fun to preach in here tonight. Hallelujah. God is good to us. He's so good to us. <laughs> you know, you talk about, you know, being, being blind to the things that are going on. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 7, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Well, did you know that the devil can, he, he can quote scripture. Remember Matthew chapter 4 when, when, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness? He quoted scripture to him. And all through the Old Testament, it was spoken of, of the Messiah. He had to suffer, die, and raise from the dead. But they didn't get it. Why? Because that revelation comes from God. And he was sure not going to bust a bubble on his great work of redemption. So the devil could know. He actually, the devil just helped him accomplish it perfectly. Because he is not that smart. He has earthly wisdom, which is twisted. But there's the wisdom above that. The wisdom that comes from above. Hallelujah. That is without hypocrisy. Perfect. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, this revelation knowledge, it doesn't come just, it doesn't just fall on you, right? You have to want it. You have to want it enough to go after it. Hallelujah. And if you've learned anything, you walk with the Lord, you realize that, you know what? A lot of these things that I hear about, you know, that pastor is preaching about, it doesn't just fall on me as ripe cherries off a tree. No, I have to get after it. I have to want it. 
You know, Jesus said, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. So if you don't hunger and thirst for it, if you don't go after it, what are you going to do without? Praise the Lord. You might not want to hear that, but it's true anyhow. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13, Paul's talking to Timothy. You know, he was, you know, he, 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 he brought Timothy with, us, with him when he was just a young man, you know, and he was, he was teaching him, training him up. And he says this to him. He says in verse 13, 1 Timothy 4, 13, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So he says, meditate on these things. He says, give yourself entirely to them. And the problem in, in our generation is that we don't really take the things of God very seriously. And so there's a lack of revelation. Because we want the drive-through version of everything. If it takes longer than 30 minutes, I'm turning off and I'm not listening anymore. There are many, you know, pastor took a survey of how long preachers preach. You know, it was down to, what, 25 minutes, some of them. And the average was, what, 45 minutes or something like that. And you were at the higher end at, like, 60 minutes or more. But anyhow, but I mean, it's what? It's because you've been conditioned more. You know, but the thing is that people want it easy and convenient. And if it doesn't fit their schedule, if it doesn't fit, well, I have this going on, I have this going on, I have this going on, well... God is first, my friend. And he will always be first, whether he's first in your life or not. But unless he's first in your life, there will be a lack of revelation knowledge. There will be a lack of faith. And you will stumble through life and wonder why things don't work out right. Even though you heard about how, how to walk in the blessing of God. And how, how, how he blessed the Israelites. How he wants to bless you. But you seem to come short of it because of a lack of honor for the things of God. Well, praise the Lord. It's true anyhow. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to just have to, you know, kind of try to lift here a little bit. Praise the Lord. No, you know what? This is great for you to hear. Because the thing is, if nobody tells you, then you'll be oblivious to it. Oblivious. We don't want to be oblivious to these things. We want to get ourselves in line so we can receive all that God has for us. Because there's more, and there's more than just being blessed. There's more than just having, you know, a good home for your kids and, and have, a, have, a, have, a, have, a, have a comfortable life. That is, that is part of it. But there's a divine plan for your life. You know, God has some great things in store for you and your family if you will just acknowledge Him in all your ways. If you will just honor Him that He's going to be able to reveal to you things eternal. So that your life is not just about the here and now, but it is for something that will bear fruit for generations to come. Hallelujah. And you will actually have something to show at the judgment seat of Christ. That you accomplished something that was of eternal value for the master. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise the Lord. God is so good. Brother Hagen, you know, Kenneth E. Hagen, went to be with the Lord in 2003. And uh, he said that he prayed the, 
the prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, which we're going to read here in a little bit. He said, I, I prayed that prayer. He said, every day for six months. He said, and it completely changed my life and ministry. He got to a place where he wondered why somebody wouldn't come and ask him to come in out of the rain. I mean, he was just like, it completely changed him because he started to see correctly. And so, and this is a prayer that Paul prayed by inspiration of the Holy Spirit for the believers at Ephesus. And let's hear what he said. In chapter 1 and verse 15. This is Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15. He says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Hallelujah. And he said he prayed this prayer. Every day for six months. Hallelujah. And Paul, well, let's see what, what, what we're, we're asking for here. We're asking for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the knowledge of who he is and what he has accomplished. What is the hope of his calling? What is the hope that is called you to? Basically, what are you called to do? And you will find that your calling is part of his calling. Hallelujah. And so that you will know the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So that means what is yours because of what he did. Hallelujah. Because now you are in Christ Jesus because of the new birth. So what has been given to him is yours. And the more you see of that, the more you're going to enjoy all that. Hallelujah. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power working toward us who believe hallelujah and he likened that power that is working toward you who believe is the same power that raised jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the father in heaven hallelujah and when you start to get a revelation of that power that is working towards you hallelujah then faith will arise in your heart and you access everything that god has given you by faith Without revelation knowledge, there's no faith. But when you start to see and understand, it's revealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, hallelujah, you have something to work with. Praise the Lord. And as we can see here, he says, I do not cease giving thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. So, he said, it was a continual thing. And so it's not that you, you keep on asking because you don't get, but there is a progression. You go from faith to faith. So no matter how much you have seen, there's more. There is much more. Hallelujah. 
And so you keep on asking because you're hungry and you want to see and you want to know. How long? Well, Paul, in the, in, in the book of Philippians, after walking with the Lord for 30 years, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. That I may be conformed to his death. Maybe we need to be conformed to his death a little bit more as well. So we can kill the eye. So that it's not all about me anymore. Hallelujah. So after 30 years, there was a desire in Paul still to know his Savior. Hallelujah. Why? Because the more he saw, the more he wanted to see. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Aren't you happy? Hallelujah. That you're a child of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Paul was praying that the Ephesians would see what he saw. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it doesn't say much, but it says a little bit about it. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. He says, It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I do not know, whether out of the body, I do not know, God knows, such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. You know, Paul got the revelation of who we are in Christ by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He says, it wasn't taught me by man. No, he says, it was by revelation. And the thing is now, you know, Jesus, he said this. He said, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the, the comforter will not come. But praise the Lord, he came. And he came in every one of us. And he is there, what, to reveal to us the truth. Let's go to John chapter 16. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us tonight. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. If it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, what would we do? Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. John 16, verse 13. <laughs> However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, and he has come, right? He has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Hallelujah. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So that is his job to declare what is the inheritance of the saints. Hallelujah. What is yours because of what Jesus did? He says, all that the Father has are mine. And there's a reason why he's going to declare it to you because all that was given to Jesus is yours. He's the head of the church, but you're part of him. Hallelujah. And for you to... to, to for you to do your job here in the earth effectively, you need to know who you've been joined to and your authority because of it. I've just been reading this book about prayer by Patsy Caminetti. She has a book that just came out called For Such a Time as This. And she's talking about prayer. And she's talking about you will never pray effectively unless you see yourself at the right hand of the Father. In Christ Jesus, when you pray for kings, for all that are in authority... Hallelujah. Because you have been placed far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. 
Hallelujah. That's your place in Christ Jesus when you pray. But you need to pray in faith. So you need to see yourself there first. Because you can't pray from here. You need to pray from here. Praise the Lord. Because the thing is that the church has great authority, but you need to see yourself as someone in authority for you to be able to bring about a change. You know, Brother Hagin said, you know, he said what, what, what came on, the, on, you know, Watergate and all that stuff. He said, you know, the Lord told him, he said, it came on the church because, or on, on, on this nation because the church didn't pray. And he also said, I will not hold Nixon responsible for Watergate. I will hold the church responsible. Whoop-de-doo. Well, we as a church need to see ourselves properly so we will step into our authority. And then when you step into your authority and you step in by faith, then the Holy Ghost will take hold with you and you will start to pray for people in authority effectively. Because we are in such a time as this. And God needs people to take their authority. To get in a place of faith. Hallelujah. So that you will hook up with the Holy Spirit who says that I will help you pray. He knows what needs to be changed. He knows the fullness of the plan of God. We don't, well, we can hook up with him. In faith and knowing that the words that proceed out of our mouth will produce a change. Hallelujah. You access this grace in which you stand by faith. But unless you have a revelation by the Holy Spirit who you are and what you're here for, you will not step into that grace. Can I get an amen? But we need to step into this grace because of the times we're living in. God is, he, he needs us to realize all that is put in man. I don't know if it was, was John Wesley who it was that it seems like God will do nothing unless somebody prays or asks him. It's because Jesus delegated his authority to the church. He says, here you go. Now you go preach the gospel. Now you go and change nations. Hallelujah. Because the thing is, you need to see yourself properly because the church is over governments in authority in the spiritual realm. And so you can pray and you can change things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost will help us. But we need to want it. Because the thing is, our lives get so busy. Right? We go from this thing to that thing. And then, and then the things of God seem to just be like, oh, it's Wednesday. Oh, it's Sunday. <laughs> and we go to church. It needs to be more than that. We need to take ownership of who we are in Christ. We need to take ownership of eternal things. Because in our circles, in, 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 in where we live... The natural takes precedence over the spiritual all the time. And it's a problem. And now you can see it outworked in our nation. Because we haven't prayed. A much could have been averted if we prayed. But you know what? You don't look back. You look forward. And so now, okay. And, and a lot of times you see it through scripture all the time. We need to hit the wall before we realize we have to pray. <laughs> or turn back to God. You know, you just look back to the time after, after Joshua and the judges, you know, they were busy. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's no breakthrough in faith without a breakthrough in revelation. Hallelujah. How did I get here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
need to hook back up with the inspiration. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was praying for uh, Governor Reynolds today. We should pray for her. It was great unction to pray for her as well. She's a godly woman. And, you know, and, and, and she has a lot to do with what goes on in our state. So just throw that out there. You know, the scripture is very clear. It says, pray for those that are in authority. And I don't really care if you like him or not. That's not the point. You know, you can pray for President Biden. You can pray for, for Vice President Kamala Harris. And you don't need to like what they're doing, but you sure need to pray for them. You hear me? Because God can do what he needs to do if somebody prays. And he can work out some amazing things. You know, did, didn't he arrest Saul of Tarsus on the way to Damascus? Can he do it again? Yeah. If somebody prays. You know, remember when, when, when Peter was let out of prison? You know, and the angel came and opened up the doors and let him out. Because the church was praying for him. What, about, what would have happened if they didn't pray? Peter might have died right there and not walked out the fullness of what God had called him to do. You think it's important to pray? Yes, it is. It is important to pray in faith? Yes, it is. Because without it being in faith, you won't access the grace that is there to get the job done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I was wondering if I should go any further here, but I don't know yet. <laughs> Isn't God wonderful? Hallelujah. Even now, if I'd left now, I'd preach myself happy. By the help of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I was, uh, and, and by the way, we'll just do this. Hallelujah. It's, uh, it's important for you to be at church. You hear me, you that sit at home? You know, pastor talked to you here about, you know, and I understand it's a great tool, you know, for, uh, for us to have because there are certain times when we can't make it to church, but it's important for you to be here. Hallelujah. Because there's an anointing here. I'm not saying that you can't get some, but you won't get all. You know, because God said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Hallelujah. And so there's, it's a blessing that we have, you know, the, the, the ability to broadcast but, you know, we're supposed to, to join together because even the unction on the preacher is affected by the people there. Did you know that? Why? Why is that? It is because it's, it comes from the Holy Spirit. And He will accommodate if there are hungry people present. I have done that many times. I've been sitting there. I've been, I've been hungry for the things of God and the preacher would just point me out. Why? It's because I'm hungry. He'll do the same for you and you, hallelujah, at the house. Praise the Lord. And it's important to be connected where you're supposed to be connected because there's a supply in the body. And one preacher said it this way. He said, there are some things that you will not get straight from the head of the church. Why? Because there are revelations that he has given to other people in the body that you're supposed to be connected to and you're supposed to get it from them. Because it flows through the body. As if you think you can sit at the house and just get whatever you need. No, you can't. You have to be connected where you're supposed to be connected. And then you will get what you're supposed to get. I know where I'm supposed to be connected, praise God. And I get everything I need because I have connected myself to certain places in the body. And I'm not, I'm not looking everywhere. You hear me? 
There are so many voices now. And you can get off, and one of the devil's best tactics is to get you distracted. Listen to this guy, and that guy, and this guy, and then you get your soul all involved, and then you're all over the place. And you miss what God has called you to do. He's a master of distraction. So what I would ask the Lord is like, okay, Lord, where am I supposed to be connected? And if it's here, be connected here. Hallelujah. This is a good word right here. It'll help you. I've seen this in my own life too. And also, even with my finances. Like, oh, I'm stepping out on some thin water here. I'm going to do it anyhow because it'll help you. There's certain places I, 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 I kind of knew I was supposed to be, be connected and give on a monthly basis. And when I decided to go ahead and do it, I felt a deposit in my heart. I can't explain it other than I felt something fall into place. Well, some places you're supposed to be connected because there's a supply there that you need to accomplish what God has called you to do. And your walk might not be like the one next to you. God has a specific purpose for you to fulfill. And this is a good analogy, I think. It's, uh, you know, have you ever tried to ride a horse over a bridge and it stopped? Somebody has here, obviously, because they're laughing. And you try whatever you can to make that horse go over the bridge. They refuse to go over the bridge. And a preacher shared this with me recently. And, uh, and, and he said that he actually did that. And he didn't, you know, he didn't figure it out. And so he asked an old cowboy. And so he asked, so have you ever had that happen? He said, yep. <laughs> and, uh, and so he said, uh, do you know why? He said, nope. <laughs> and so, so he said, so, so what do you do? Well, he says, uh, you get that horse, and he says, you tie him to a horse that has crossed many bridges before. And he says, he will pull the horse over the bridge. And he says, after that, he says, the horse will not have any problems crossing bridges ever again. So my point is, sometimes you have to tie yourself to an old horse. <laughs> to get over a bridge you haven't crossed before. Have you ever been to a place where you seem like, oh man, what do I do now? Well, God will put people in your life that will help you cross the bridges. So I would encourage you, look for that old horse. And tie yourself there. Wherever God tells you to get hooked in, get hooked in. Don't mess around. Because these are eternal things and it's important for you to be connected where God connects you. And He will show you. If your heart is right, He'll show you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's a good word. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't He wonderful? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's just close our eyes for just a minute here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We're so grateful. Ha, 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 for your word. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, you're so good to us. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Our comforter. Hallelujah. Our guide. Hallelujah. The one who helps us. Hallelujah. To navigate life well. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, for the word that you've given us tonight, Father, hallelujah. Glory be to your name. I thank you, Father, hallelujah, that your word, it never returns void. Never. Woo! 
never hallelujah. And it always accomplishes what it was sent to do. So, Father, we lay hold of this message tonight. And we say thank you, Father, for sharing eternal things with us. Hallelujah. And we purpose, ha, 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 to put this into practice, Father, to, to, to make sure we're connected where we're supposed to be connected, Father. Hallelujah. And give it our all. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father, as we pursue you and your things, Father, hallelujah, that you will share with us more and more of who you are, of who we are in you, hallelujah, and what you've called us to do, Father. And may our lives, Father, bring you great glory. May our lives, Father, bring multitudes to the saving knowledge of Jesus, hallelujah. May our lives, Father, be advertisement, Father, of how good you treat your children. Hallelujah. We love you so much, Father God. Hallelujah. We love you so very much. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You're so faithful and so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, God is so good to us, isn't he? Hallelujah. And he will lead and guide you. You know, he says, acknowledge me in all of your ways and I will direct your paths. Hallelujah. He'll direct you. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. <laughs> he knows you and everything about you and he loves you so very much oh he'll lead you and guide you hallelujah and you'll be so blessed hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah well that's all i had on my heart to share tonight praise the lord and so i'm gonna i'm gonna quit hallelujah but you can uh, you know, keep on and, and, and you know, the, the things that you heard tonight is really going to help you. You know, the Lord, you know, sometimes I was like, I, I, I you know, they're going to think I don't know anything new because I share the same stuff. But you know what? The Lord knows what we need for now. And he's bringing us up. Isaiah 48, 17 says, you know, he says that I am the Lord, your Redeemer. That's the word Jehovah again. I'm the eternal one, your Redeemer, the one who's actually bought you back. And he says, he says, I will teach you how to profit. He says, I will elevate you. And he says, I will lead you in the way that you should go. He'll lead you and he'll guide you. It's always going to be up and forward because that's the kind of God he is. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. You know, you can, you can preach forever in, in this environment. And so it's amazing what God can do when we come together and we're hungry for his things. Did you know that? Hallelujah. He can bring us to new places of revelation and understanding of his things, places we've never been. Hallelujah. And I believe he wants to. Praise the Lord. So let's, let's just, before I get going again, let's just take up the evening.